welcome to Dispel Magic, the podcast where we overthink how the magic of D&D might shape your campaign setting in surprising and unexpected ways. I'm Benjamin, game designer and writer. And my name's Dane. I'm a dungeon master, podcaster, and voice actor. Benjamin. Benjamin, Dane. we're not alone. No. This week, we're joined by Aram and Dylan from the podcast Kill Every Monster. Aram Vardian is a 30-year veteran of TTRPGs and a professional dungeon master. He is the creator of the actual play podcast God's Fall and the co-producer of Kill Every Monster and Podspeak. You can find him on Twitter at Aram Vardian. Dylan Mollenfont, whose pronouns are he, they, is a physicist from Canada. He is a co-host and producer of the D&D criticism podcast Kill Every Monster, where they are responsible for keeping the show on track. You can find him on Twitter at DJ Mollenfont or the show Kill Every Monster at KEM Podcast. Welcome to the show to you both. You you brought a you brought a, a wing ding of a spell to us today, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Our entire thing is complaining about the way D&D works. So why not pick like one of the grandest golden calves? That's what you got to do, right? We're we're uh, discussing versions of detect evil and good. Mm-hmm. It's just a fight written into a spell. Like that was going to be a fight from the second that went down on paper. <laughs> do we want to do the quick disclaimer of D and D alignments are inherently nonsensical? Like just, they don't make sense to begin with. Or are we just going to assume that everybody is on the same page there? I think you're either in fifth grade and might be still be confused about that, or you're older than that. And you were pretty on the, you know, you understand it makes no sense. Yes. And traditionally has been used by D&D to classify entire yeah. races of people as evil. Yep. It falling by the wayside, not a bad thing. I think... Yeah, uh, not a bad thing at all. The reason this spell exists is kind of because of that, right? Yeah. This spell used to be the way you find the plot, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. can tell who is good and who's evil, then you can walk into a room point the paladin around, turn them like a goddamn satellite dish. <laughs> and then just be like, oh, those are the killable ones. I'm allowed to murder that guy. What's the what's the stick? Uh, uh, wait, dowsing, wait, dowsing rod. rod. Dowsing like rod. People? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just hold yeah. them. You hold them by the legs. And then when they start vibrating, then you know uh, where the bat is. <laughs> do, do not isolate that clip. <laughs> Just a six foot tall paladin and huge heavy plate male with the halfling standing behind him, grabbing by the by the shins, just rotating them as they go beep 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 beep. beep, beep. It only works if I wheelbarrow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the five e version, but you've got to take on a different version, and we'll we'll get into that later. We'll We'll fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Okay. Detect Evil and Good is a first-level divination spell available to clerics and paladins. It takes one action to cast, has a range of self, and a duration of concentration, up to 10 minutes. The spell text says, For the duration, you know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Similarly, you know if there is a place or object within 30 feet of you that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, 
or three feet of wood or dirt. The the this uh, evokes another spell that we did where we had a yeah to take poison the disease. Yeah, we right. we had yeah, people yeah. walking around with like massive wooden amulets. I guess if you could call something that's like six feet across an amulet, a little harder to do a thin lead lining over an entire man. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not as convenient. I mean, you could. There's going to be problems. It, it did make me think that maybe like an imp could sit in a ball of a lead and yeah. like magically control like a construct body or something maybe. Yeah, like, but once you're there, man, is life but, worth yeah, it? You're right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of effort to just not get caught by this spell. It's um, it's Ace Ventura in the... Right. Yeah. In, in the, the, the rhino the yeah. yeah. Well, you're also imagining people, but this thing... First thing we'll talk about, detect good and evil does not detect people. Right. Right. Nor good and evil. People. If you're trying to smuggle a fiend in somewhere, this is still immensely convenient. You know, the king is having a banquet. Everybody's bringing in all of the huge, like, supplies. There's new furniture coming in, crates full of veggies and meat. And one of the boxes in the middle just has a light lead lining and a imp just sitting in there wildly irritated that this was the assignment they got this week <laughs> in any you heist just, movie there's always a guy in like a box or a bag that's or that true rolling yeah. cart that they bring your food into a hotel yeah. yeah we do that we just line it with lead and we put an yeah. imp in it now they sting the king what are you gonna do kill the imp back to hell he's fine so then you need a box checker who's just stabbing each box yep with a blessed sword or just like uh, hosing it down with uh, holy water or something or, like that. I mean, I would have just opened it. But. <laughs> <laughs> or just make a deal with a monstrosity because they don't, they're not detected by it. Oh, yeah, sure. That's all you got to do. It's got to fun. And I think that's because like, see, I'm trying to make sense of it. Cause it, like all these creatures cross a barrier, undead are created by magic, but then again, monstrosities, are created creatures. So like, well, yeah. How like does like, bear right? Like where is, but that's, that's it's, clearly magic. So where's the line? The line is where the magic comes into their creation for every undead to exist. Spells mm. have to happen, right? A wizard created an owl bear, but once the owl bear was created, it functions like a regular creature. It right. still wanders it off, it still more. lays eggs, and then the thing hatches. The magic is fucking 20 generations back in Owlbear times. If you look at a zombie, it's zero generations back. That spell got cast 45 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. All these other things are fueled by magic in order yeah. to exist. Monstrosities are cul- are caused by magic right. as opposed to fueled by all I all I got from all that is that druids should be able to turn into owl bears. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. That's all I heard. Could not agree more. You already have the gating mechanism of challenge ratings in there. You don't have to make it more yeah. complicated. The only reason why the whole category exists of monstrosities is to keep druids from wild uh, shaping yeah. into them. All right. Well, what are some of the expected uses of this spell? Absolutely none. This is the most useless spell in the book. Yep. Because it is inherently just a worse version of divine sense or like whatever ranger divine sense is called around. What's ranger divine sense called? Shoot. Primordial Um, primordial awareness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It might be primordial. 
ethereal awareness. Yes, it's, it's primary full awareness. I don't know the names of the ranger abilities because no one cares about rangers. That's true. It's also a first level spell, which seems like a lot to blow on. Like I've always thought these these kind of lower level detection spells should be cantrips. Like why not just let them do it all the time? They should be a little divining rod of whatever. Like you should be able just to turn that on. I don't understand why it takes a whole first I, level slot in order to do this. I don't know. I actually think this thing screws up so many plot lines by just existing. Like because there's a lot of these outsider creatures like fiends, fey that have that are able to shape change. Yeah. And then you've got a first level spell that's just like, I don't really care. I'm going to just, yeah. that plot is out the window now because I cast a first level spell. So, except it's like I said, it's if you have a paladin, you don't even need a first level spell. They just right, get yeah. to inherently do this three times a day, give or take. Depends it's, on your charisma modifier, but you're doing the exact same thing, except I believe Divine Sense actually tells you what you're looking at in addition it, to that it's there. And it lasts 10 minutes. 10 minutes is enough to sweep an entire ballroom, all the rooms upstairs, mm-hmm. the yeah. fancy garden around the grounds. Like you need two or three paladins to cover an entire party. Mm-hmm. But uh, Benjamin, you found a particular other spell that interacts with this in a in a really wild way. Yeah, so um, so moving, I guess, past the expected uses when we start looking at some of the unexpected uses of this, because I guess the expected use is just find those creatures find and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's a metal detector. <laughs> yeah, so so then the first unexpected use I had, I started digging into um, how else. I mean, it was it's such a straightforward spell. It was weird to try to think about the unexpected uses, but the first thing that came to me is that. Uh, there's a spell called Nystal's Magic Aura, and you can target creatures with it, willing creatures, and when you do, they show up to other magic as that creature type. So this would be a way where you could either keep track of your companions in a crowded situation by just casting Nystal's Magic Aura and making everybody show up as an elemental, or if you didn't know one another, like I can imagine there being some kind of conspiracy where it was useful to the conspirators to not know one another's identity, they could all agree to arrive at an event as a certain creature type. And then somebody like whoever's pulling the strings is using detect evil and good to kind of keep track of the, of the placement of the various people. The problem with that is it doesn't tell you according to the spell text where anyone is. It also doesn't differentiate between any of the things. So you could show up looking for, you know, six pings, you end up getting 12 pings and you have no idea of knowing what else is here. Well, so, so it does tell you where they are. Oh, it does. (laughs) I missed that part. You're right. Two paragraphs and I missed that part. Well, so, but yeah, but you're right about the other part. The other part, it's, it's very vague because I, I could see a DM interpreting this as you just know if, if a creature is any one of those categories of things. I could also see a DM interpreting this as, you know, which of these categories of things they are, but the spell itself is not clear. This is where I had to look at the wording for divine sense specifically, because like Mm. I said, divine sense literally just does this except detect good and evil is a spell slot. Divine sense isn't Uh, detect good and evil is 30 feet range. Divine sense is 60, but divine sense also includes a very important line you know the type of any being whose presence you see, but not its identity. The fact mm. that they felt that line was necessary there 
feels like it implies its lack is meaningful. You wouldn't specify it if you didn't think the na- the natural interpretation was exactly what you were saying anyway, right? So there's a chance that, let's say, as you said, I think the reasonable interpretation, the, the kind interpretation for a DM is just let the players know. It's a zombie. It detects as a zombie. It's fine. But I wouldn't have a leg to stand on if a DM told me just like, no, no, no. There are five pixies and seven skeletons in this room. And all you know is there are 12 dudes. <laughs> Can't tell who's who. Go around. It also makes it fun for the DM because like you expect five you get six. What else is here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do think that's one way in which it kind of walks back the plot killing component of the spell is if it is just, you just get the pings. You don't know what creature type. Cause then it's like, Oh, well, I don't know if this is like an angel in disguise for some reason or an undead or like a mind flayer using some kind of illusion spell. So in that sense, it, makes this less of a plot killing spell, which is good. It's a start because the, the major issue you run into at that point is you're dancing on a fine line between making this spell full plot killing. Like I can tell that there are, there are fiends present and this is a situation where fiends are clearly trying to disrupt things. So I know who I need to kill. And also, this spell doesn't matter because all I know is there's some stuff here that isn't from the material plane. What to do with that information? Who knows? So are we saying that there's like paladin metal detectors at the entrance of every city, making sure that any of these people aren't coming in? In more xenophobic ones? Absolutely. (laughs) Actually, honestly, uh, when you put it like that, it makes me think of Papers, Please. I could yeah. totally see um, Paladins hanging out, casting the spell, and they'd be like, "Okay, well, you got to register. Name your yep. name your creature type. Oof. What's your business in the city? Yep, you approve. You approve to be here for seven days, and then you got to get out. Well, you need to confirm it. Sorry, we're conducting the grand trial of this necromancer. We need to make sure that no, nothing here is like trying to save him. Uh, sorry, you pinged on uh, detect. Sorry, bud. I'm an Asimar. It's it's a whole thing. I know." Don't worry about it. I promise I'm not undead. I get this all the time. Yeah. And no, and if you get pinged once in an X-ray, you gotta get pinged again. So you're sent to like a supervisor who's like, all right, yeah. Oh, do you have boy. any? Do you have any holy symbols in your pocket? No. Okay. Yeah, that that's the two layers: is the cleric doing detect good and evil, and then if you ping, it's like send them to the paladin. They'll tell us what kind of dude they are. <laughs> Paladin hates that assignment. That's the assignment you get if you piss someone off. I learned to smite things, and I have to sit in this room and be like, it's a fairy. He's fine. He's fine. That one's a zombie. Smite. He's fine. The the other thing about this is that it implies that in the Feywild, right, there's got to be some reverse of this. There's got to be human (laughs) detectors going around like, oh, there's one. This this one's a normie. We it, this is going to be boring. They're going to fall for our tricks immediately. This is there's no fun here. Seder Paladin going out there, going like, yeah, I've been praying a lot. My God grant, granted me the spell detect loser. <laughs>
angels in the attic, fairies in the futon, aberrants in the ottoman. If any of these outsider entities are making your life difficult, call the Benevolent Legionnaires Extermination Services. The highly skilled clerics and paladins of BLESS are trained to help rid your home, office, or citadel of any unwanted outsider pests with a simple casting of Detect Evil and Good. Coming from a variety of divine backgrounds, these professionals can handle any situation, no matter your religious affiliation. No longer will you have to worry about being caught in a fey agreement or infernal contract. From devils to deva, everyone can use bless. So if, if this this version of the spell, we, I think we've kind of cracked. Uh, but Dylan, you've got a you've got a take on a different version of the spell. So. In ye olde times, back when I started playing, I started playing in 3.x and Pathfinder. And I spent most of my time with Pathfinder, so that's going to be my, my reference point here. Uh, I don't know for sure if there's some minor changes to 3.5. But in that case, it did legitimately detect good and evil. But there was a, there was a, a hurdle to it. Part of the game-breaking nature of it was you can't just detect everyone who's good or evil. It makes too many plots too easy. So what you do instead is you detect auras. Uh, the actual wording of the spell here, uh, you can sense the presence of evil, detect good as a separate spell. The amount of information revealed depends on how long you study a particular area of uh, or object. First round is just detecting presence. Second round is number of auras in the area and the power of the most potent aura present. And then the third round is the power and location of each aura individually. If it's outside your line of sight, then you discern its direction and not its exact location. And then we get into a whole little table they have of aura powers where if you have a creature that has an alignment, so say you're a, you're a fighter and you're a good person, you will not detect as good unless you have at least five hit dice. It's just, you're, you're not good and you're not powerful you're not enough. enough. You're not right. good enough. Yeah. Get you out of be, here, scrub. You could be the best dude, but you got arthritis and you're just stuck at a pen. <laughs> So the things that do inherently just ping are undead, aligned outsiders, clerics and paladins, and aligned magic items. So in all cases, this spell is detecting a flavor of magic, no matter what. We detect the undead because they are necromantic magic, and that's generally associated with evil. We're detecting an aligned magic item because the magic is what's fueling it. We're detecting a paladin or a cleric because there's a direct divine connection, which leaves me with the remaining question, why does a level five fighter detect at all? Right. And the answer to me is apparent. The gods care now. Level five generally accepted as the point where you were a full-blown fucking adventurer going out, saving the world, doing all the cool shit. This is where you have entered on to the divine chessboard and someone, even if they're not granting you spells, has interest in your activities. They're not yeah. necessarily a full-blown patron, but like... I'm like, oh, I like what's going on here. I, I, I dig it. It's the equivalent of turning 21. Yeah, you were an adult, <laughs> sure, but now you're a real adult. Yeah. And then you get to level uh, six to eight and then you can rent a car. Right. Yeah. At 25, then you can rent the car. Right. No, the, the threshold is at 50 hit dice. Oh. Uh, where your aura becomes overwhelming 
And at that point, if you detect evil and you detect an overwhelming presence, you have to save or be stunned. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because the aura is so intense that you're just like, Jesus fucking hell. (laughs) That's a bright, that's a bright aura. That's pretty bright. So I don't, I really like the idea of being back in that yield TA line, right? And you just have an evil sword. You're like, no, look. Look, I know. You have I to know. Take it out. They scan the sword separately. We fought a I vampire. Know. It's a he's whole just thing. a bit of a dick now. I know, but he's harmless. I promise. Put me away. I don't like the light. <laughs> See, oh, it's I like a Wario sword. It's just yeah, Wario as a Wario. sword. <laughs> Give me blood. <laughs> yeah, that, you have to all. If it's a that. Wario sword, you have to specifically pronounce the W. It's a sword. <laughs> yeah, you can. I can already picture what the um, hilt of that sword looks like. Absolutely, just his mustache. Yeah, the big pink gem in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Fart yeah. as a bonus action, just a level of stink for sure. Yeah, yeah. that like lets you jump thirty feet or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right out the pommel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the thing that this version of the spell does that I really like is it aside from just being narratively more interesting and eliminating the whole idea of like, oh, I walk into a room, all the orcs detect is evil. Like, no, bud, all the orcs are dudes. They detect is nothing. They're just guys. Unless they're fifth level. Um, or unless or paladins or yeah. like, you know, unless they're a big deal, at which point they're going to detect is something based on their actions and which gods have taken interest in them. The other thing this means is that if you're casting detect evil or detect good, you're detecting what a god gives a shit about. And that's something where you get to fuck around. <laughs> so in addition to the the TSA that we're that we're talking about, what what else how does this change the world in your opinion? So for me, this is something that doesn't create a fundamental shift, right? You're not going to create necessarily the bureau of detect good and evil. However, if you form a small cult and your entire job is I'm going to fuck these things up or I want to destabilize this nation. The people you want there are the people who are either able to be swayed on to your side, like people who are aligned with you or people who are just doing their job. And when the regime change comes, their whole thing is going to be like, well, I'm going to just keep doing my job, I guess. So suddenly you're going to wander around and start looking for the people who are good enough that something greater is taking interest. And if they don't align with you, now you have targets. I fundamentally disagree with you. There's two <laughs> scenarios here, okay, where yep. this where this spell exists. In a world like Dungeons and Dragons, where the deities continuously involve themselves and use people as pawns all the time, this would be universally used as all, by all of them as a tool. If not, if the people knew the gods were effing with them and trying to fight back, it would universally be used to seek them out and expel them from society or burn them like witches. That is what people would do with this, whether being influenced or not, it would be used as a tool of some kind of oppression. You don't align with these values and now we're going to find you. I agree. Well, the hit dice thing though really limits that, doesn't it? 
because there's yes. a there's a few people that'll always, it'll always pick up on clerics and paladins and blah blah blah. I mean, but how other are than you that, interpreting hit dice like in a real society? It would just be the important people. It would be the people yeah. most connected to the plot, right? The ones that have the most chance of involving themselves or interfering with something. That would have to be what the higher level quote unquote ones are. Yeah. You're basically finding more disturbance like this has more potential you're looking for eddies in the force right who is going to impact the story who matters because that's the two things you're trying to pick up on here is the actual detection like the aura level is a level of interest and then the hit dice are how important to the story can this person be how many midichlorians they have of course basically but like that itself is such a huge event like if you have a city where someone figures this out and realizes oh the gods are fucking with us they see this correlation and they're like no no i'm done now no more gods oh boy so you're seeing a atheistic society not not atheistic because atheistic doesn't believe in gods we're going anti-theistic this is someone who looks around and no we make our own fate and anyone involved in fucking with that is working for the bad guys. So they, so it's a, a whole city of NPCs and they're like, there's no plot here. There's there's nothing for you to do here, players. Just because if you're here, then those meddlers are here too. And we don't want anything to do with that. In, I won't suggest this book, but in 3.5, there was the Book of Vile Darkness. And within there, there was a, I think it was a race of people. Yeah, there, there was a race of people you could you could play who were really screwed over by the gods. Basically, the gods made them first, decided that was a mistake, tried to erase all of them, and then went ahead and, and made people. And they're a little resentful for it. So they figured out a way to basically be anti-God, but steal a little bit of their power, right? So they don't take from one, they take from a lot. So you're describing what if Lucifer was an entire player species? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. Now, again, that book is bad Pretty for fucking many. Dope. Yeah, that, that book is bad for many reasons. That particular yeah. idea was very cool. That yeah, very cool. No, that- that's sexy as hell. I'm I'm in for that. Yeah. Washboard abs all over the place. <laughs> right. They would absolutely use that spell religiously. Li- literally. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is at the end of the day, the thing that you can detect is good or evil, which means you could have someone who is tied to neutral gods and they would never detect. And then you look at who the neutral oh, gods are. I hadn't are. even thought of that. Yeah. Mm. Like the gods of nature, the gods of just straight up law or <gasps> straight up chaos. Like you, you could have rockstar druids still. Oh, yeah, I'm into it. You'd still have hugely powerful druids. You could have, you know, fifth edition paladins. You could do a paladin of Helm, and mm-hmm. they would never detect as good because Helm is a neutral god. There would just be an extra line if you're a druid. Oh, fine, get over there. We have to druid do a line. Yeah, you have to answer. You don't some- need a line. You don't need a tech spell to pick a druid out of a lineup. That's true. You can see a druid from a mile off. You Look at smell that. Line. Yeah, I was gonna Fuck. say the, the smell is probably the dead giveaway on a druid. Druids have got to be the least subtle out of all of the classes. Yeah. Everyone, shut up! I smell a druid. <laughs> They're on their way. <laughs> 
It's just a I cloud also, of weed wherever, wherever <laughs> they're going. Okay. I, well, I do. Druids are halflings. <laughs> <laughs> I love that at the end of this, they still have the uh, the barriers caveat, mm-hmm. the foot of stone, inch of metal, sheet of lead, wood, or or dirt blocks. That's uh, carried it, through so many iterations so of interesting. D&D. You know they sat around a table and fought about that for hours. I like it, honestly. Yeah, it far, I really know. like it. I like it, too. Again, <laughs> well, it's like yeah, a metal it, detector. Because yeah, really, yeah. like, you get a good one, and they no way go more than three feet under. So it's just like if you're swinging it over a pile of dirt. I mean, I would guess that the entire reason that exists is that you can't walk into the dungeon, cast a spell, and be like, oh, well, this way, guys. Yeah. yeah. Because. It, Wander into I mean, Barovia. Yeah. Ah, Strahd's there. <laughs> It's already kind of a plot killing spell, but with that, it's like super plot killing because then you don't even have to do any of the subplot stuff on the way to the plot. If you've already wandered into your boss room, then like, guess what, bud? You don't need to check. You don't detect anything. He's there. He tells you he's evil. He stabs you in the face. Yeah. The plot is Every happening. throne room would be lined with lead <laughs> or <laughs> extra stuff. Like there'd be all these precautions taken. Every door would be a little heavier and a little thicker. You would be very suspicious of anybody who lived in a log cabin. You really would be. <laughs> <laughs> Although you need less stone. What's, but what's like any building doing material, really, I guess. Behind three feet of wood. Yeah. But if you're like like you're like Faria. if you're putting lead lining into it, you're basically creating a Faraday cage for your entire house just against magical stuff. Could you put lead on a hinge to get in and out or what? Like, how would that work? Because it's got to cover I mean, the whole thing, I would think. Like, even maybe, a needle point. If you, like, if there's a little bit of a crack, could it get through, like, light? I mean, I don't know. How does magic work? Does magic work like light? Does it just need a crack? Or is the idea of it good enough? I think if magic is a particle or a wave is really where we're getting to. Dylan, do you know anything about that? I know exactly what you're talking about. So here, <laughs> what it's going to come down to is magic is presumably acting as a wave because it is not necessarily blocked. However, you're going to have some level of duality. That's why the attenuation effects are going to occur. Uh, if the right, gap right, right. I'm is, right there with you. Sure. If the gap is thin enough, then it doesn't matter whether it can pass through or not. Because like, if you're looking at the hinge, what's your fluence rate? It will not be detectable. Like, Even if evil aura is leaking through, if it's like one or two evil ons that are passing through the door. Metric evil ons, sure. Yes. It's not even also, metric. They're the single, they're the discrete quantized particle of evil. Sorry. Everyone uh, knows that. American measurement of evil on I'm determining this like sonar anyway. You send out a ping, that ping has to come uh-huh. back. So maybe that ping can get through the door, but there's no way it's going to bounce back straight through the oh, door. Oh, that's interesting. So I, I assume no. that it's a, I assume uh, that it's a personal augmentation. You're changing the detectors. You're changing what your eyes can see. So all that has to happen is it has to reach you. But even then, like if you turn a light on dim enough, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think it works that way because you're not emanating evil particles out. You have an aura. The aura is close to your body. That's not going out. You have yeah, to Ram, that, reach that out, is ping what that, aura and is. come back. Yeah, but it only goes out a certain amount. Like, yeah, like because then it gets to the vest. Then it's insufficiently dense, and it doesn't really feel like an aura anymore because it's kind of 
in right. the square law decaying You have off. to hit that directly. If you can't ping that and get that answer back, right? Well, like how, a how about this? How about this? Is, is uh, morality? Is morality magic? Uh, does it have substance? Because that's what changes the magical aura. I mean, right? indeed. In D&D, belief is power that fuels God batteries, so I suppose so. I mean, if 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 thought and belief and action empower these things, then yes, it would be something that would be detectable. In the moment, as Dylan was saying, you could have an evil thought, and bing, there it is. And then yeah. the precursors come in, or the precogs come in, and you, they, yeah. they've got the little yeah. wooden ball. And right. Tom Colin Cruise Farrell's shows there. up, yeah. and you're fucking yeah. running from him, and you'll never get away. <laughs> Just doesn't stop running. Mm -mm. I don't think he stopped running in the last 30 years. He's just no, he has constantly it. running. Yep. <laughs> that church, the Church of Scientology said run, and he just ran, and he's never stopped. Church of Scientology is nothing but treadmills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is how this spell changes the world. We found more treadmills. More oh, treadmills. no. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a plot. They got me. Uh, that's a reference that no one under fucking 25 is going to get. I'll put a link in the description to uh, to the music video. It'll be great. If morality is an inherent thing, it is inherent. It is immediately going to lead to something totalitarian. Like if good is a detectable object. If good and evil are absolute, then it leads to authoritarianism. If you can detect them, then it leads to fascism because you're going to find someone to blame for what's going wrong. And even if it's tied to the gods, even if it's one of those things where we are, we explicitly know we're not detecting good and evil. You're wandering around and going like, you know how all of the crops dried up? That's because Paylor got too fucking high on the horse, did his son thing too hard. And that guy detects his Paylor worshiping we should kill him. <laughs> so it goes both ways. Yeah. And that's, just talking about it. that's just talking about it in general sense. What if it's used as arbitrators of law? Why have a courtroom anymore mm. where you can just determine if people are guilty or not? The only way I can see this being used as a good thing is if you if if you're like a monastic order and you're deep in thoughts and trying to purge certain ideas and therefore they're using it to see if, if you're actually able to get these thoughts out of your head and have more control over your own mind, then maybe I could see it being used like in that, that kind idea. of environment. Otherwise, yeah, it's just going to lead to us abusing and controlling each other. Happy note. <laughs> yeah, get rid, of, get rid of it. Is the end thing. It's like just there's there's no real like major good thing that's going to come of this. And also rename the spell. It's just detect extra planar being now. Yeah. Right. It's right. You can it's also the xenophobia spell. That's all it is. <laughs> ben, Benjamin, do you have any uh, final thoughts on this? Well, you know, a couple. One of them is based on what Aram was saying, where. Uh, what you know, you could replace like court systems with this, and you you could say like, well, you're not getting out of jail until you're neutral or good, and then you're free to go. Like, in in one sense, it's weird because that facilitates like act an actual criminal justice system that focuses on rehabilitation, which is kind of weird because it's <laughs> such an awful like the idea of it is awful, but then it's like, oh well, no, but it does actually rehabilitate or seeks to rehabilitate. 
but then the other thing is that if you really dug in on how this would get implemented, it makes what's already dumb, like a, a, an object, like a moral objectivity, it makes what's already dumb, like very complicated. Because if there's mm. somebody in charge throwing everybody who's evil into jail, whether or not they've done something good or not, or bad or not, then is that person really good? Are they even neutral anymore? Like that seems Gotta pretty evil. Them. But then is that person going to get thrown into jail? And would it be good to have done that? And so like, it's it an really, Ouroboros. They're yeah. eating their own right, judgmental tail. Yeah. <laughs> it, I it, do, however, like the idea of like a parole board being the easiest job. Like, no, right. no, yeah. no. Oh, yes. Okay, that one. No, no. Yeah, since it lasts for 10 minutes, you'd like cast it and then be like, just run them through. Just run them yeah. through. <laughs> you don't even dead. have to have like, you could have that be a guy that's working at the, like, it's a person working at the prison who just yeah. like, everybody's having lunch. Flicks it on, looks over there, pull those three. Yeah, you, you don't even have to <laughs> work. Actually, for a pretty chill now. Yeah, or as you're doing your nighttime rounds, you're just vroom vroom. It would also tell you if there was anyone actually in the cell. Like, there's a lot of things you could use yeah. this for in the criminal justice system that would be decent. None yeah. of which would actually be used. It would, they would find all the bad ways to use it, and any good ways they would say, well, those don't really count. It can't be determined on that sort of level. You can't really pinpoint it that way, unless then, you're an officer, and then it works fine. And then to to Benjamin's point, they're detecting each other at this point, right. and and they're just like, um, I didn't see that. I didn't mm-hmm. see that. Uh, or it's within their own morality uh-huh. because they believe that they're outside of the own law of the laws that they enforce, and therefore they don't pick each other up. It's yeah, if this is one of those like. It's not even necessarily detect evil and good. It's detect alignment to my personal God's beliefs. Because it's also a divine spell. So it's one of those things like, mm-hmm. it's not wizards casting this. It's it's clerics who already in their head have a value for what evil looks like. I do like it all being Just a mental ugly. thing too, because you could, if you did have the super xenophobic society, maybe this wouldn't work. Because if you don't see other creatures as people, oh. then they would show up as invisible to the spell. Well, then the only other thing I, I was thinking is that since this is a, a spell bestowed on uh, religious folk, clerics, paladins, and whatnot, it makes me think that there's some possibility, both because of the existence of the spell and the existence of some kind of objective morality, is that the god specifically created kind of evil ons and good ons and whatever else and the spell to help people figure out which or which like it creates this whole possibility that the gods have created a kind of closed system for people to judge each other in and it yeah. kind of lends the lends the idea of this antitheist where like wait a second we're getting played we're all fighting each other because you're good and i'm bad and whatever else but the only reason we're all showing up is that to each other is because the gods decided this was good, this was bad, and this switches you to that. And like, what's it, fucking right? It's yeah, it's like a gilded well, cage that the whole like all of humanity is stuck in. I got it. Could be beyond them because if okay, if we are now turning good and evil into some sort of energy or some sort of particle at least, right? That suggests that it can't be destroyed. And that also suggests that there would be no. It some doesn't sort because of... the s- laws of thermodynamics don't work in D and D inherently. Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. but That's like assuming, basing on our system. Okay, then then it at least assumes it works like other particles. 
right? Yeah. Okay, so- Which means you could magic them away. You could magic, but also it implies that there's some sort of universal balance, that these particles of good and evil always existed. They're just part of the fabric of the universe, and therefore they end up in people in amounts naturally, and it's actually beyond the gods. They just figure out a way to manipulate it. It really depends on what your power level for your gods are, whether the gods are inherent to the universe or whether the gods are something that comes about due to belief. But the gods still choose to give you the spell. Yeah. yeah. Even in that That's... situation where good and evil are somehow fundamental to the to the, to the multiverse, you still have the gods giving you the ability to I say this having enjoyed the show in general, but the single most interesting thing I think you've said on Mike is that realization for me that like, so wizard spells are researched, right? Like you Mm -hmm. have an arcane university, a bunch of people going out and figuring out how do we do this? How do we do this? Whatever. Yeah. Anything a divine spell can do is because a God said it was okay. Would like you to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They're inherently directed in a way that, arcane magic isn't and i find that absolutely fucking fascinating that's so cool very cool well i think that's where we're going to wrap it up thank you all for joining us uh, aram and dylan um where can where can people find you out there in the world well uh you can find me on twitter at aram vartian and if you want to find all the shows i produce and everything else i make you can find that at aram.gay and all the games he runs on startplaying.games. Yes. And if you want to find me, uh, come to Canada. Uh, we'll there's only out. one Dylan in all of there's, Canada. There's like 30 of us total. So if you find one of us, they probably know me. You can find me on Twitter at DJ Malenfant. Uh, or you can Google my name in Google Scholar and cite all my papers so that I seem like a better scientist. You can find me everywhere at Dane in Danger. And uh, Benjamin? At Sterling Vermin on Twitter or SterlingVermin.com on the internet at large. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again after your next long rest. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Dispel Magic. If this has inspired any ideas for your game, or you have another take on today's topic, please let us know on Twitter at Dispel Magic Pod. You can find Benjamin at Sterling Vermin and Dane at Dane in Danger. Thank you to Slim Mittens for our cover art, produced by Benjamin Huffman, produced and edited by Dean Fox McGraw.